Tony Pike waits for the snap, has the football, short drop, bobs one down the sideline for Bins. he's got it, touchdown, touchdown! Jaron dribbles into the front court, drives to the bucket, his shot, no good, put back up and in by Trayvon Scott, Cincinnati by one. Down in seven for the Red Hawks with a three-point lead. Game on the line on this play. Ragland waits for the shotgun snap, extends the hands, catches the ball. He's looking to throw from the one. His pass. Intercepted. Yeah. Yeah. to the yeah. end zone. Touchdown. Bearcats. Yeah. Shot it. He's picked it off. And Cincinnati has the lead. With one seven to go. Left. Copain driving to the bucket. Bank shot around the rim. It's good. It's good. It counts. It's good. And we're going to overtime. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to a, a new episode of the Go Beer Cats podcast. I'm your host, Brandon, and we are officially have week one in the books. Bearcats 1-0, and and we got a lot to talk about. It's just me this week. Uh, we have a lot of uh, special guests planned and uh, trying to get new ones on uh, each of the next weeks. Uh, we So look out for those. But for now, uh, just me here this evening recapping a dominant performance by the Bearcats over the Miami Redhawks. So let's jump into it here. First up, of course, Beer the Podcast. Sipping on a Taft's Oktoberfest. I always want to call it Oktoberfest for some reason. I, I'm guessing it's Oktoberfest, though. 5.7%. A nice, cool s- Sunday evening here. So the uh, the Oktoberfest seems like it is uh, appropriate for the weather. I did not post a beer of the game on Saturday. I apologize. I will be better uh, going forward. Sort of the excitement of being back on uh, the grid and tailgating. Uh, that sort of got lost in the shuffle, but we'll see if we can't fix that uh, in, the, in the next coming weeks. Uh, so let's talk about it. We got some things to talk about here, not just the win. We'll talk about the pregame. We'll talk about the offense, the defense, and we will, of course, talk more about the expected invitation to the Big 12. So, if you listen to the last episode, we had Brandon on from the Den talking about tailgating and what that will look like this season. Uh, I, I, that is, cor- of course, where I tailgate. Um, it was a great time. Tons of people out uh, just all over the grid. Uh was very impressed, uh, of course, with uh, with everyone that uh, puts th- puts on uh, the tailgates, especially at the den. I appreciate you guys for sure. Uh, I'll be there again next week. The game itself, it was a sellout as of I think Friday, this past Friday, the day before the game, it was an official sellout. Uh, I think they announced there was about thirty eight thousand in, in attendance, so everything was was perfect. Uh, for the atmosphere leading up to the game. I don't know if you guys experienced this, but I definitely felt some hiccups uh, in the uh, execution of, of the game, uh, pregame, sort of getting into the stadium was a, was a huge hassle yesterday. It took, uh, it took us, uh, I went with my buddy Mike, shout out to Mike for coming through, and I didn't think I was going to have anyone to go to the game with. Mike came through last second. Uh, we left uh, the tailgate at about 3.15. It turns out it took about 40 minutes to get into the game. Uh, way less ticket scanners than, than in previous years. Uh, you know, I'm not, I have no idea what is accounting for that, but uh, 
luckily it's 2021 and we we watch the the kickoff on uh, the ESPN plus app on our phones and watch the uh, the first touchdown uh, on the phone as well not exactly how I wanted to start off the season hopefully some of those uh, kings can get worked out in the future uh, the line went clear past the Oscar Robertson statue. I went to gate B, which is, I guess, closest to the ticket office and closest to Fifth Third. And the line was forever long. Definitely not enough people scanning tickets. We'll give them a, we'll give them a pass on that uh, for, the, for the first week. Maybe they weren't expecting a sellout. Who knows what happens. I guess if it's on me, I, we should have left way earlier to get into the game. Maybe we'll do that next week. But uh, I already mentioned this here. The, the football team looked phenomenal. I know it's Miami. I know we've beat them 15 years in a row now. And definitely going different ways as a program. But a, a smooth start like this is going to settle a lot of nerves in the fan base, outside of the fan base, and I'm glad it, it kicked off the season the way it did. Uh, second play from scrimmage, Des Ritter hit uh, Tyler Scott on an 81-yard deep pass, just absolutely beautifully thrown right in stride. Uh, defense never stood a chance in trying to, trying to catch him. And it answers some questions, it, it, or – all the work that we heard about Des Ritter putting in over the offseason on the deep ball, his accuracy, his throwing motion, what have you, uh, he certainly put some doubters to rest, as he's been known to do all four years of his career. Uh, he certainly did that right off the bat uh, with, that, with that deep pass. Uh, he, had a, he had a hell of a game. Uh, tw- he went 20 for 25, 295 yards. Uh, 31 rushing yards and accounted for five touchdowns total, uh, four four passing, one rushing. Um, I mean, every everyone was singing his praises uh, all from all corners of the internet. Uh, I, I saw on Twitter somewhere he was the Ritter was the highest had the highest passer rating under pressure in week one total. He had a, a rating of 149.3 when under pressure. Um, I, I thought Des was in the game for way too long. You know, he started the fourth quarter. Um, I have no idea why, but I know is maybe you just want to get some reps in for game one, make sure he's in the uh, in the groove or you know in the right mindset or whatever. But I, I would have, I don't know, maybe I'm more pessimistic than than Coach Fickle. I'd have had him out of there probably halfway through the second, if I'm being honest. Um, Des wasn't the only one with a great game. Uh, Jerome Ford had himself a day rushing for 121 yards and a touchdown. I'm not sure when – I should have looked this up for the, the podcast. The last running back to put up over 120 yards in a game. Not sure who that would be, but uh, right now Jerome Ford's the last guy to do it. Uh, Tyler Scott, he is, he was a leading receiver. He had the, only that one catch for 81 yards uh, and the touchdown, but that was enough to, to be the leading receiver. Uh, Josh Wiley, someone I'll always bring up just because I think he's the man. Should have bought stock last year. If you didn't, I think you're already too late. Uh, he had uh, two receptions for 32 yards and a touchdown. Uh, overall, great performance by, by the offense. Uh, you know, In the third quarter, 
some things. Maybe Miami made some adjustments. Some people might knock uh, the team for the, the third quarter performance. Uh, but overall, phenomenal. Great, entertaining, big plays everywhere. I loved it. Um, you know, I, And I think you have to give credit where credit's due here. The offensive line, everyone's been talking about the, the question mark there. What's the rotation going to be? Who's going to be where? There's guys moving from one position to the next you know the backup center is the right guard or something uh they i was trying to pay attention as much as i could uh from my seats and it looked like they rotated in a a ton of different guys used some different guys different places uh they did give up two sacks on the day uh you know that is what it is um but overall i think the offensive line did, did pretty well um and for as much as I have been on uh, Metz's case, the giant, you know, six foot nine German. A lot of people know his name for the wrong reasons. Uh, I think he played a lot, and uh, as far as I know, he did not have a false start. So here's the coach crook and getting better, I guess. The only knock I'll put on the offense and something to keep your eye on and something that will make me nervous until this doesn't happen again, but they did have three turnovers. Ritter had an interception. Uh, Prater had an interception uh, that was deflected. Not necessarily his fault, uh, but still counts as a turnover uh, either way. And then uh, Montgomery muffed a a punt uh, catch, and uh, Miami recovered. So three, uh, that seems like a lot to me. Uh, So hopefully, you know, in, in the games coming up with who we're playing, three giving the other teams you know, three extra chances. That's not, I don't know if that's going to get it done. So hopefully this Saturday against Murray state, I clean some things up here and we see, you know, three drop down to zero before the, uh, the real brutal part of the schedule. If you're wondering just how good of a day did, did Des Ritter have uh, today on uh, ESPN.com ESPN listed. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if they're calling them their five favorite uh, quarterbacks or, or players, uh, but the five people that they're putting in the Heisman conversation right now, uh, Des Ritter is listed number three. Uh, they're saying, uh, you know, can Ritter claim to be a Power Five QB now that Cincinnati is headed to the Big Twelve? Either way, he took a first big step toward Heisman consideration in the Bearcats' uh, demolition of Miami, Ohio. Ritter threw for 295 yards, ran for 31, and racked up five total touchdowns. He opened the season at 100 to one to win the Heisman. But here's betting those odds get a lot better entering week two. So, if you're like me, I'll take any sort of notoriety, any headlines that I'll take, any positive ones like that uh, or mentions, I think we can see as a win. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what the odds move up to. We'll see if they're right, um, you know, this week. But, I, I mean, with Murray State, not exactly a – I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't think they to stand a no, snowball's chance in hell to even uh, score as many points as Miami Ohio did, and uh, I doubt their defense will be able to contain Ritter. You know, operating in a clip like this, I think we'll see bigger numbers this Saturday, and uh, some some real hype going into the Indiana game. But let's pause on that for a second. Let's talk defense. Uh, Sauce Gardner tweeted out today that this was the first time in his football career that he had never been targeted. 
Uh, he had exactly zero passes thrown his way, which is insane, incredible. Uh, that's a whole lot of respect uh, for Sauce Gardner, and I don't know if you even could call it respect. I'd probably call it fear. Uh, you heard Kobe Bryant's name a lot over the PA system because because of this. You know they didn't uh, they didn't throw Sauce's way. I think that'll continue to be a trend uh, throughout the season. Uh, other players have known that you know the defense uh, stellar job. I think Malik Van started out the game really hot, blowing up the offensive line from the get go. It seemed like uh, Jabari Taylor, Arquan Bush, uh, they each had a sack, uh, which is which is great to see. And then you had Taylor, Van, and Kobe Bryant. They led uh, the team each with uh, four solo tackles. Uh, I mean, it was enough to have the Miami quarterback rattled. I think uh, you know that was some of the the themes that uh, I heard uh, people talking about in the stands, sitting around me. Uh, his name AJ Mayer. He went nine for twenty eight, one hundred nine yards, zero touchdowns. The running back Keon Mosey. He carried it fifteen times for eighty yards, uh, but total they only put up two seventy to the Bearcats five hundred and forty two. So it was it was all Bearcats all day long. I remember the last time we played uh, the Red Hawks at, um, at Nippert. I believe they jumped out to a 10-0 lead and uh, sort of punched the Bearcats in the mouth. Of course, we didn't play last year, uh, but this was certainly a completely different uh, tale this time around. Uh, there was no early punch from, from Miami. All Bearcats all day long. Uh, my prediction for the game... I tweeted out. I thought it felt like uh, forty-two to six, coming down in the last final minutes. It was forty-two-seven, and I thought, uh, you know, I was on to something there. I was feeling kind of good about that prediction, uh, but then you had a couple of touchdowns scored. Uh, good to see Prater get his first uh, collegiate touchdown. Did uh, an uh, an amazing topsy turvy over the top spin on your head rush to get into uh into the end zone uh glad he didn't get hurt there but it was uh pretty pretty wild pretty uh amazing thing to see so bearcats win 49 14 and uh the victory bell once again will stay in clifton as it will probably for all eternity other happenings around around uh campus so i'm not exactly sure who put this thing together i didn't look into it much because i know i knew i wasn't going to be able to to go but the basketball team put together uh some sort of showcase and uh from the pictures on instagram and, and the tweets that went out it looked like they had a decent amount of not only fans but a really good turnout of uh, alumni from the basketball team as well i saw steve logan was there uh i saw mel levitt was there um of course, uh, Terry Nelson uh, and some others that uh, that I can't think of off the, off the top of my head, but they had a decent amount. And what they did is they sort of uh, looks like they had some of those guys participate uh, on teams uh, with sk different skills challenges uh, with the current players. It looked like fun. I, I wish I could have gotten there earlier to go to it. Um, I don't know if this replaces March Madness. Or if they, or not March Madness, you know what I mean, Midnight Madness, or if they're going to have some sort of other meet the team event like they did a couple years ago. Uh, I'll definitely try to make it to that uh, if possible. 
have a little, another sip of this beer here. It just feels like Oktoberfest weather to me. A little chill in the air. The heat wave and a 100 degree weather is gone. But you know what else might be gone as well? The days of going to Tulane. The days of playing Temple. The days of playing Memphis. I hate Memphis with a passion. Because it was reported by numerous sources earlier this week that the Big 12 is expected to invite officially uh, the University of Cincinnati, UCF, Houston, and BYU. Um, A lot of crazy scenarios still out there with who's going to be in the Big 12 and for how long, meaning Texas and Oklahoma. Um, you know, can, can you see get in on, get in on some of that money while they're still around? I really hope so. I think that you see has to give the American something like 27 months notice before they can leave. Uh, I'm sure numbers will be thrown around, uh, if they want to leave early, I think they have to pay a $10 million exit fee. Don't quote me on that. Cause I, I forget, but I know UConn paid like a, I think I believe 17 million to get out early. I don't know what kind of money reserves they have uh, or could get uh, to leave early, but I don't think the Bearcats will be playing in the Big 12 at least until 2023. Uh, you know, will Texas and Oklahoma be gone by then? If I had to bet, I would say yes, uh, but it would. We'll, we'll see on, on all of that. Um, you know, of course, conference realignment is driven by football, and th- this will be a solid football conference. The bottom of, of the new Big 12 is not nearly as bad as the bottom of the American. Uh, so playing West Virginia again will be fun. Um, I've said this a couple times on Twitter. I really want to play Iowa State in football because I, I just I feel as though we would just dominate them from start to finish and the fact that they're always ranked ahead of us really pisses me off I don't know you know I just only way to settle that is on the field you know being in the same conference we'd certainly get that opportunity so West Virginia Iowa State um, you know Oklahoma State and football those those will be uh, fun games Texas Tech you know I think Texas Tech and UC fans could really come together Uh, you know they're both red and black but beyond that I think we have a mutual hatred for Tommy Tuberville that we could you know really um, use to develop uh, you know a nice relationship with with the people down in Lubbock Um, but even with all that aside the basketball conference that the new Big 12 will create will be insane Houston just went to the Final Four. Baylor just won the national championship. Kansas is Kansas. Uh, Kansas State is usually pretty good at basketball. Iowa State, we've played them a couple of years ago in basketball. They had a a super long home stand uh, undefeated that we broke. Um, so, and then you throw in uh, UC and you know into all of that. You know, there's a bunch of people running the numbers saying that. It, I mean, just from the get-go, it would be the second-best basketball conference in the country uh, behind the ACC. Uh, I, I tend to believe that right off the bat. You know, say what you want about the Big Ten. You know, they're usually pretty good throughout the regular season. But if you remember March Madness, they fold like a napkin very quickly. Uh, so I think 
I think that the new Big 12 basketball conference will be crazy good. Uh, I mean, I just can't wait to have Kansas in Fifth Third Arena uh, for you know a, a mid-February matchup. I think that'll be just insane. Uh, cannot wait for that at all. As I look at the timer here, I've realized I've talked for 20 minutes. I'm just now finishing my beer. And all the notes that I had, we've covered. I'm sure I've missed something. Um, I won't realize that until after I listen to this. And uh, remember that I should have put this or that in here as well. But it's the first show, technically, of the football season. I had four shows over the summer. Um, if you d- did not check those out, uh, episodes 24 and, and 25, uh, definitely go back and listen to those. Uh, 24, I talked to uh, a guy by the name of Ian Cummings, and he breaks down some of the uh, uh, draft profiles of uh, UC players, um, mainly Sauce Gardner and My Jay Sanders, uh, which My Jay, I think, had a kind of a quiet game uh, on Saturday. Don't know what that was about. Won't get into it necessarily here, uh, but after even checking the box score, kind of a quiet game for him. Uh, we'll see how, we'll see what happens there in the coming weeks, though. Uh, but episode 24 with Ian Cummings, check that out. out. Check out that episode. Maybe the beer's hitting me. It's time to go. And then episode 25 with Brandon from The Den. Uh, if you're still looking to uh, get involved uh, and come to uh, a tailgate before a UC game, listen to that one. He breaks down how to do that. Uh, it's very easy. Uh, there's no, I mean, no hurdles to jump through other than just walking up, saying hello. Um, it looks like... Uh, Coach Fickle just tweeted out the players of the game for Miami as I'm closing up here. Um, Des Ritter uh, on the offense, that's a no-brainer. Malik Van on the defense, and then Ethan Wright for special teams. Those are the th- your three players of the games this week. Uh, I couldn't argue with those. Uh, couldn't argue with Coach on those three. I'd probably have the same picks. The last thing I want to remind you guys of is on September 18th, uh, Jim Kelly Jr. and I will be at Fretboard Brewing Company in Blue Ash doing a live podcast after the Indiana game. Uh, Indiana lost this weekend to Iowa. Really uh, pissed me off. Can't believe they they went out there and did that. Um, does it take anything off of the expectations or excitement of the game? Probably not. Uh, I'm taking my dad out to that game on the 18th. So Monday, the 20th. The Monday after the Indiana game, come out to uh, Fretboard and uh, meet Jim Kelly Jr., uh, UC Athletics Hall of Famer, former wide receiver, now uh, does the radio calls with uh, Dan Horde on 700 WOW. He will be my guest for the live show there. It starts at 7. Uh, we might go for 45 minutes maybe. We'll see. I don't know. We'll see what happens at the Indiana game uh, to determine that. Um, but – Until then, go back, check out those episodes. Appreciate you listening. Share the podcast with at least one person who you know loves the Bearcats or wants to learn more about them. And as always, cheers and go Bearcats.